You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode five. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives, we're back for part two of Creative Job Layoff Recovery. Last week, I talked to you about the things you should do right after you're laid off. And I described my experience with layoffs and how those affected me and what I did and didn't do right. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly suggest you listen to that before you listen to the one I'm about to go into, because I think it will really help you be able to process where you're at and then move forward more strategically with your creative job search. So today in part two, we're going to talk about the more practical components of what you should focus on after you've been laid off. Because a lot of people who are laid off certainly don't expect it. And they're not as prepared as someone who is actively looking and trying to leave a job. And if you're caught by surprise by a layoff, it can make you feel really overwhelmed with all of the things that you need to do to put yourself back out there looking for work. And especially for creatives, we have so many things that we need to do. It's not just about the resume, as you know. So I want to go through the five things that I have always done whenever I've either been laid off or decided I needed to move on from a job so that you can get your head around what's next for you and be able to move forward strategically and methodically and find the job that you really want. So the first thing that you want to do to advocate for yourself effectively going forward is you have to know exactly what you want in a new position. So making a list of all the things you are looking for in a new role is going to help you move your brain to the future and get out of the current situation. This, of course, should include the type of work you would like to do, the culture you would like to work in, the environment, the structure of the organization, the hours you want to work, the flexibility in terms of working from the office or remotely, and of course, the benefits and the salary that you would like to make. Listing this out is going to keep you focused on going after the right positions, the ones that align with where you envision your creative career heading. The other list you want to make is one that displays all of the things you don't want in a role and you want to be specific. If there is a type of process or work that you do not enjoy, write that down. If there's an organizational structure that you know doesn't work for you, write that down. If there's a type of industry, a type of client that you really didn't enjoy working for or you didn't enjoy the work itself, make sure you're listing that. You need to have reminders of where you want to go and where you don't want to go because I can guarantee once you start applying and seeing job postings, you're going to get excited and you want to make sure that you are steering yourself in the right direction. It takes a ton of energy to start a new position and you want to make sure it's the right one. It's the next step in your career and that you feel really good about putting all that time and energy into that role. The second thing I always did was I made sure I took the time to understand what my level of experience was worth in the current market. I did 
comprehensive online research. I went to different surveys. I went to Glassdoor. I went to the AIGA salary guide. I used a variety of inputs to determine what I should be asking for in my next position. You also want to have a really realistic view of what you can make and what you need to make. Because when you're negotiating, you want to know what the lowest offer is that you'll take. You don't want to take something lower than you feel good about. Because I can tell you that as soon as you get in that job and six months have gone by, you're going to feel underpaid and undervalued. You also want to understand this because as you have conversations with recruiters, they're going to ask you what your salary range is. Knowing that is going to help the recruiter find the right roles for you so that you don't waste your time interviewing and talking to people who cannot afford you. So the third thing I always did whenever I was putting myself back out on the job market, whether it was as a result of a layoff or I just needed to move on from a current role that I was in, I updated my portfolio before I updated my resume. I know this probably sounds counterintuitive because most career coaches and job sites will tell you work on the resume first, but I can tell you that going through your portfolio will help you recall a lot of details about what you actually did in your role, especially if you've worked somewhere for a long period of time, you held multiple positions in the same company, or you developed creative for a lot of different brands and clients. It's incredibly hard to sit down and write a resume from memory, but going through your work is going to actively jog your memory and make the task easier. So do yourself a favor and focus on the portfolio first. You will make it so much easier on yourself if you do it this way. And then when you sit down to write your resume, you will have a lot of those details already outlined in your portfolio. Then you're not starting from scratch. The other bonus of this is that you get over the biggest hurdle first. The resume is nothing compared to the portfolio. We all know this. All creatives know that having to update a portfolio feels completely overwhelming. So getting to that task first and then moving to the verbal materials, like your cover letter, your resume, your thank yous, it will make those go so much faster and you'll feel even more prepared to have conversations about your work once you get to the interview phase. The fourth thing I always did was curate what potential employers might see online when they took an interest in my application. I always updated all professional online profiles so they displayed the same information and projects. And that included LinkedIn, Behance, Dribble, any professional sites that have your work and experience listed, you want those to be completely consistent. Think about this as your self-promotional campaign. You don't want anything out there that doesn't have the message that you've decided you're putting into the world that reflects you and what you have to offer. So making sure you are really curating that experience and also Google yourself to see what comes up. Because there might be work out there that your name is attached to that you aren't aware is in the media. And you want to be prepared to have a conversation with a recruiter or potential employer about that project should they see it. You also might consider making your personal social feeds private. And the last thing I always did before I started to even apply was I practiced my story. I rehearsed my story, my elevator pitch, the answer to tell me about yourself and any creative process examples someone might ask about in a behavioral question interview. 
A lot of HR managers and marketing managers love to ask those behavioral questions because they don't know enough about creative to ask the technical ones. And they want to get a sense of what it would be like to work with you. So they want to know how you work from a process perspective. So being able to have those prepped and ready will help you once you get that callback. Because once you start applying, it could move really fast. You could get a callback and be asked to interview two or three days later, and you won't have the time to put in to rehearse all of these answers. You don't want to wing it during an interview because you will forget things. You will skip over your key proof points of why you're a great fit for the role. You'll blank out on the situational examples. You'll get unnecessarily nervous and you will make the interviewer unnecessarily nervous. And if there is discomfort in an interview, you can guarantee that that person will not be calling you back because the interview is to really understand if you're a fit for the role and can they spend time with you every day? So you want to make sure that you are as prepped and ready as you can be and having that pitch nailed before you go into that conversation or even discuss the interview possibilities with a recruiter, that's going to really help you feel confident and ready for anything that comes your way. And that is what I want for everyone. I want everyone to feel completely confident. And this is why I created this part two of practical advice for creative job layoff recovery, because these are the things that we should think about before we start putting ourselves out there. It's so deflating when you see a job that you absolutely would be perfect for and would be excited about and you apply and you don't feel like you're putting your best foot forward either on your portfolio or in your interview. I want to make sure every creative out there feels completely ready for the next step in their career. And if you are having a difficult time figuring out where to even start with a lot of these things, I would love to help you. You can reach out to me directly on rockthatcreativejob.com. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, connect with me. You can also go to my YouTube channel, Rock That Creative Job, and I have 20 free videos that are very foundational and very focused around resumes, portfolios, and interviews to help you feel completely prepared. And if you're still struggling to articulate your value to a potential employer, please reach out to me. I would love to help you figure out where the gaps are, where you're underselling yourself. I don't want any creative out there to feel like they are not able to get the job they really want. So I hope you enjoyed this part two of Creative Job Layoff Recovery. I hope it helps you get your head around what the next steps are for you after a layoff. And I want you to remember that you have immense value to add to the world. And all you need to do now is organize, focus, and put yourself out there. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>